With a whole lot of years of talking sports under their belts, your afternoon just got a whole lot better. They're the go-to guys, the show of record, and an entertaining way to get through your workday. It's the Triple Threat with Howard Balzer, Joe Roderick, and Eric Messersmith. And it starts now on the all-new 590 The Fan, 105.7 HD2 FM, and InsideSTL.com. I get asked this a lot. Why has soccer not succeeded? My answer is soccer has succeeded. It is already the fastest growing youth participation sport in the U.S. It has already succeeded at the youth level. No question. Howard, that's a quote by a man that, that I'm, I, I bet you've had some interactions with. Hmm. Let you da- think on that. It is Dave the... Peacock? No, 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 no. It is the triple threat on the all-new 590 The Fan, 105.7 HD2 FM, inside STL.com. Joe Roderick, Howard Balzer, and Eric Messersmith here with you till 4 o'clock. That is Lamar Hunt. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Good old Lamar Hunt. When did he say that? Of course, I don't that was, know. It doesn't course, give me Of course, he's passed away at least eight, nine, eight to ten years ago. Well, I'm guessing so, it was a decade ago. At least. December 13th, 2006. Yeah, one of the hunts so is, still bi- is still big on the sport now. Clark? Clark Hunt. Oh yeah, do they own the soccer team? Be careful there? when you say they, his name. Do they? It's you really got to be careful a, when you foot, say his name. Howard, it's a football club. We need to get the terminology football. down. Oh, it's, oh yeah, it's yeah, not I a think, soccer yeah, I think he, I think team. F U T. F U T. Football club. Yeah, we will uh, talk about the news that hit last night on the MLS's plan to come to St. Louis in about six minutes. We will be getting a phone call from Jim Cavanaugh, one of the gentlemen who is on the ownership, uh, was with the ownership group working to bring MLS to the STL already, the CEO of St. Louis FC, or vice chairman of the ownership group and founder of the minor league soccer club that is St. Louis FC. So Jim Cavanaugh will be on with us coming up in about five minutes from now. This news last night was no surprise. No. There was nothing about it that was groundbreaking, earth-shattering from the news, but it was it was a it was good news. And you see that a plan is in place and the wheels are in motion to make something happen within the next four years. And we also got renderings. Yes. Renderings. That, and that's the key. And also, obviously, they want this to begin being public, obviously, because they're, they're talking about getting this on the ballot in the spring for the public to vote on public money that will be necessary to build the, the stadium. And I think they're talking about around $80 million, which in the scheme of things is, is not a whole lot especially when it's paid out over time. And so obviously there's going to be a certain amount of education to do when when something like that has to be voted on because the reality is there are some people that don't like sports and there are some people who don't think that $1 should be spent by public entities on sports. And there's so a certain percentage of the population will vote no on those things no matter what. Yeah, no matter but what. to be fair, Howard, there are people that do like sports or who are lukewarm about sports, take it or leave it, who don't think that it's a good idea to spend money on sports. It's not just people who hate sports. No, no, I'm not saying it's just, but what I'm saying is that those people who, at, at least those will say that, but then at least they will listen and be educated and then find out 
how the money is going to be raised, how much it is, where, where is it going to come from, does it truly come out of the taxpayer's pocket, and all those things without just assuming things that a lot of assume. There are others, I think, who don't even bother the ones who are truly negative and don't like the sport. And, and I think that's a healthy percentage that they're going to vote no no matter what because they don't even want to hear the explanations yeah. for it, and they're just they're just against it and negative, and are going to are going to vote it, and are going to vote no, which is why you have to do the education to get enough other people to counteract that to get enough to vote yes. I think that's the key to come out of this. It looks great and it's exciting, and there are so many positive aspects that we can talk about, particularly if you are a sports fan, and you probably are if you're listening to us right now. But this is. That's the key is the April vote, and it's not going to be easy. I mean, public getting the public to approve money, tax the payer money for sports enterprises in 2016 is, a, is an uphill right. slug. In an April election, which is not – that's not a November of a presidential right. year election. That's a low turnout election. And for the next, what do we have, five months, they are going to have to do what they didn't do and, and – mainly because they didn't need to do for the NFL stadium, which is sell it to the public. Right. You're going to have to now come out and do what I think they should have done in the NFL project. They didn't have to because they went to court and they found a workaround to the, to the St. Louis law against funding, funding sports stadiums without a public vote. They found a legal workaround. They didn't have to go to the public. Now they do. You, you need to sell this. You need to make the argument why this is a good idea. And you need to, I think be honest in dealing with people and saying, look, there have been, it, it is fair to criticize this and say, wait a minute, study after study has shown it is not a good use of taxpayer dollars to support uh, sports stadiums. It doesn't return the investment. You need to, I think, acknowledge that argument and engage it and not be dismissive of it when people make that legitimate counter argument the uh, you do you are asking for a lot less money than what the than what the football stadium the nfl stadium was for and it is a far less popular sport throughout the eyes of you know just ratings wise it's just flat out not as popular as the nfl is so it's harder to sell what needs to be sold on this and you know, they, it was said this morning, it just, it doesn't make you money. It doesn't, this isn't, you know, you're not coming out and making billions of dollars off an MLS team. <clears throat> Find out who's going to profit off this, how it's going to help the community, how it's going to funnel money into St. Louis. And you're not just investing in a soccer stadium that's going to be used for a few handful of games right. every year. What else can this facility be used for? What else can we do with this land and how will we make the most out of our opportunity to finally get our hands on an MLS team here in St. Louis? I think the sell is, you, you certainly talk about those things, but I think the sell is revitalizing downtown, making this a community asset, helping to build that area of town. I think that's a powerful sell when you combine it with the renderings, as we talked about earlier, with all the other events. I think trying to sell it as this is going to be a huge economic boom for the city, I think that would be a mistake. No, I'm with you on that because you don't want to oversell. Right, and you don't want to over And I think some of the problems in the past is when there's been these studies and they talk about all this an this ancillary money and then the multiplier. No, no, we don't want to hear the multipliers and all that because I think that's where sometimes that gets exaggerated. You have to deal with direct 
benefit. Right. And direct benefits many times are the city tax or whatever the, the tax is going to be on the tickets that's going to pump money in. If those players are working in the city, then there's money that's paid out of their salaries that go to the city and to the state. Uh, for that matter. That was one of the big sellings on the stadium in, in, in Jefferson City that a lot of people w- refuse to wrap their, their arms around. I mean, the state has lost about $10 million a year in revenue from the Rams not being here from just state income tax that players and employees got taken out of their paychecks to go to state tax. And so the direct benefits have to be a big key. Well, let's get some uh, let's get some answers as we welcome on to the show one of the men involved with yesterday's big announcement. He is the vice chairman of the ownership group and founder of the uh, St. Louis FC. He is Jim Cavanaugh. He joins us now on the Triple Threat with Joe Roderick, Howard Balzer, and Eric Messersmith. Jim, good afternoon. Thank you for jumping on with us. No, thanks for having me. I'm I'm happy to be here, Jim. We we've all read the article. Uh, the articles, the stories that came out with yesterday's news. Um, why was it so important to announce this yesterday? And what was or what are the steps right now moving forward? Well, we felt it was important to announce it for a, for a couple different reasons. One, we've been uh, uh, very quiet with anything that we've been doing. So we've been working on this for probably eight or nine months, uh, you know, and and we we didn't want to announce anything until we actually had a, a number of a number of things uh, call it solidified, and a couple of those at, at a very high level. One would be that we we had a, a rock solid investor group that's more than capable of financing uh, the you know the entire operation of bringing an MLS team to St. Louis. So so that was one. Uh, the second one was uh, the relationship with the MLS, and the the MLS is very particular about the investor groups that they invest or excuse me that they bless, and uh, not only does the investor group have the financial wherewithal, but they're very particular about does the financial group have the right business plan and the operating and finance experience to run and operate an MLS team the way that they feel that it needs to be run and operated. So, so the bringing the investor group together uh, took some time building the financial and the business plan uh, that we felt was very solid and, uh, and then working with the MLS to make sure that they felt comfortable with the the plan and the business uh, team that we put together here. So, what we were also doing while we concurrently worked those, uh, we we're working with the city and somewhat with the state, uh, or with the state in regards to the the building of you know our construction of a a, a, a stadium, a, a soccer centric stadium that would be funded both through public and private money. So the the first two. Are pretty solidified. Uh, we we have that commitment from the MLS. Uh, they're very supportive of our group. They've they've gone public with it. We've had uh, those conversations and relationships and discussions with uh, Don Garber, the, the the commissioner of the MLS, and his team. And uh, obviously, you've seen some of the quotes and the, and the support that he's provided. So, so that's that's one of the reasons we felt, based on where we are in the process 
and the progress that we made that it was time to go public with this, considering that uh, come April, uh, we planned on, you know, the public side of the, uh, the, the funding uh, would need to go to some type of vote. So uh, we felt timing was probably right to bring us out. I want to get to the funding, Jim, in a second, and thanks, thanks for being with us. What, was, sure. there, was there any reaction at all in terms of getting this? And obviously of April, that sounds like a long time away, but it's not. But was there any motivation in terms of some of the other – that the other group that's out there that's been kind of making some noise. We know all along that the, the MLS liked this stadium downtown and this site where you've picked just a near Union Station. But how, how much did that enter? And hey, we got to get we got to get some get got to get some stuff out also because of you know some some of the stories that have been generated by by the other group that seems to be working a little bit across purposes with you guys. Yeah, you know, to be perfectly honest. Uh, and I'll speak for myself on this, uh, somewhat for the group. But personally, I really haven't paid that much attention to the other group. Uh, if, if they're capable of putting together, you know, a, a financially viable uh, investor group and an operating team with the business plan, uh, uh, more power to them. I, I wish them the best. Uh, so it's it's it's. It's not an easy thing to do, and it will require, a, I think, a, a, a very uh, successful group to put that together. And, and to, uh, to build the confidence of the MLS is not an easy thing. And I think you need to have the right investors and the right operators to do that. So if they can do that, more power to them. Then- uh, as far as timing, from my perspective, I felt it was just time that to get things done and to really move things forward from a public uh, funding perspective and from the, the stadium construction standpoint, timing was right. And, and that's why we pushed, uh, we're, we're a little bit more aggressive with the MLS saying, you know, timing needs to be, if you want it and you feel St. Louis is the right city and the right location, which they love St. Louis and they think it's uh uh, got a great soccer history, uh, and and again they feel that the, the investor group we put together, uh, along with the operating model that that we've laid out, is spot on. The other thing that I think is extremely value added to uh, to the overall plan that we put together is that uh, we we have in our plan where we will integrate the acquisition of the St. Louis Scott Gallagher Soccer Club and the St. Louis FC. Uh, professional football club that would be the division right underneath the MLS, they would be integrated into the MLS organization. And Mm. as we speak, we will start running them as an integrated organization. And if you would go out and look at other MLS organizations throughout the United States, what they would consider the best in class organizations have the MLS structure at the highest point, and then it cascades down where you have USL, you would have PDL, you would have the academy teams, and you would have the entire uh, amateur soccer club along with the, the girls' side. You would have all of that infrastructure under the MLS. So from a, a player development and a grassroots perspective in the community, that is what is considered the best-in-class operating model for an MLS team. And we uniquely have the capability of turning that up day one. Actually, before we ever play an MLS game, uh, we'll have that, that, that infrastructure in place. So 
that's another very exciting piece uh, that I feel is, is, a, is a differentiated uh, piece of our plan. We're talking to Jim Cavanaugh, the vice chairman of the ownership group of the proposed St. Louis MLS team here on the Triple Threat, all new 590 The Fan. When I saw this, and I think I'm not a big soccer fan, but when I saw this, it, it's really exciting just as a sports fan and just what it could do for downtown St. Louis. And I think most of us who love sports are, are probably going to be behind you. But obviously you're going to have to appeal to a lot of people who aren't necessarily huge sports fans in a potentially low turnout election in April. What's your argument to people who I think legitimately say there have been a lot of studies done by economists about tax dollars for pro professional sports stadiums, and most of the ones at least I've seen say that that's not a good investment for the public. It doesn't return what is said it, it's going to return, and with all the other issues obviously facing the city of St. Louis, what's the argument you guys are going to make? Why should this public money be spent for Major League Soccer? Well, <clears throat> well, one, uh, a couple of different things. I think that, you know, sports in general are important to progressive cities uh, and metro areas. So St. Louis, one, you know, we've obviously lost the Rams, and, you know, that, that I think left a bit of a gap here for St. Louis. But I, I also believe, and again, I'm biased on this, but uh, I believe if you have the right ownership group and the right investor group that is not only focused on building out whatever professional franchise that they're, they're invested in, building it out the right way and operating it the right way, but also with the mindset that they're focused on giving back to the community and, and making sure that the franchise is connected to the community. That, I think, is something that we missed with the NFL ownership. And uh, the ownership that we have here uh, in St. Louis uh, is committed to doing that. And, and I think it can be uh, an economic, uh, it can have a positive economic impact. I'm sure some, there's some economists that may have differing opinions of that. But I think part of this, if you look at where the stadium's going, uh, you know, soccer I would, uh, it's not, I'm not debating on this. It's, it's a matter of fact, soccer has a younger following than probably any other sport in regards to the age. And then if you look at, you know, the attraction it has from the millennials, these are types of, you know, individuals, kids coming out of school that you want to attract to St. Louis. And they do like this type of game. I mean, the, the business that I'm the CEO of, I mean, we're always trying to attract uh, college students coming out. So we want to create, uh, a buzz in St. Louis. We want St. Louis to be a place where, uh, you know, new college students and uh, people around technology and just uh, want to come and, and see St. Louis as a thriving area, uh, not an area where, you know, they have to go just because they like a company. So we think that this, this type of investment, uh, both from a sports franchise perspective and from a, a community connection, we, th we think it's important. And uh, we look at it in a couple, from a couple different aspects or a couple different views. So uh, I think it can be good for St. Louis for a number of different reasons. As you put the pieces together, Jim, to bring the MLS here to St. Louis, uh, the stadium construction will be a, one of the, uh, the bigger issues there. What is the, is there a plan to make a stadium for other events than just what would be 17 regular season soccer games? Uh, how does, 
how is something like that planned in these early stages? Yeah. So, so first of all, that the you know we we would we would uh, be funding privately a significant piece of the stadium, but it would be a it would be a publicly owned uh, venue and and stadium, and there would be other events. There could be concerts. There could be uh, high school uh, football games, uh, soccer games. There could be uh, different uh, sporting events that w- would the stadium would be used for concerts and different types of events. So uh, we would absolutely see this being a multi-purpose venue and not just uh, for MLS soccer. I'm curious. So as you plan to get towards this April vote, when when do you foresee? the the key parts of that being to the public okay bottom line here's what the private part is putting in here's what the public how will that be funded all these different things how how many years is it paid because obviously a lot of people are going to have those questions and there's going to be to further address what eric asked a certain amount of education that has to be there because there are some people who are just I, i've said this before jim that there's a, some people they hear tax and they hear sports and they just automatically vote no and so obviously right. it has to be overcome with enough people who see the positives uh, to get that educational aspect out when when do you see that uh, being where where the where the information starts i assume somewhere in the beginning of 2017 but what what's yeah what, what's your plan no, for that I, yeah i i, I think you're 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 spot on. We don't have the specific uh, date on that, but we're working diligently on on the exact plan, and then we would roll that out. And again, uh, with this, uh, we're quite confident that it is going to go to a public vote. Uh, that we would need to have ample time for uh, you know the the the, the ones that are going to go out and vote to to be able to assess you know how that's going to be uh, how that's going to be funded. So. Uh, I would say sometime in, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing a bit, but I would think sometime in, in January uh, we would have that information available. And that would, would that be just the people of the city voting, or could it be beyond that in the county or the state? At this point in time, uh, it will most likely be the people of the city. Uh, you know, we, we have, again, had great support from uh, Mayor Slay, and we have had uh, you know, very good support from uh, the county executive, uh, uh, Steve Stanger. So uh, both of them very f- supportive of what we're doing. But uh, the stadium initiative uh, would most likely just be tied to the city. And then there could be some things that we do with the county executive in regards to uh, practice uh, facility. But uh, that's a little bit further out at this point. Especially considering the vote's going to be in the city, and obviously just looking at the wide view of this in the, into the future, how important is it going to be engaging the Bosnian community looking forward, especially when you talk about a guy like uh, Vidad Ibasevic, who a lot of the Bosnians here who play in St. Louis look at him as a as a hero, a guy who played in St. Louis and in, at SLU and things like that? Yeah, from my personal perspective, even from a club level, a development perspective, we would like to, to do a, a better job of connecting into some of the different uh, uh, areas of the city and the Bosnia community is a great supporter of soccer. So uh, well, we would absolutely uh, want to be connected to them, uh, connected with them as fans and supporters of, of the, the MLS team, but also uh, with their kids uh, playing the game. We'd like to, to create more connectivity 
with the Bosnian, Bosnia community uh, just from a player development perspective. I know that obviously MLS is in the process of a, of a big expansion over the next five, six years, and the TV rating or TV contract is is pretty good that they that they got recently. But I did read the other day that a lot of the clubs financially are not necessarily doing well. Do you think this is something that could be profitable for your group right away, or is it a case where maybe early on it, you guys may be losing money uh, or breaking even? Yeah, sports in general, I think, is an interesting investment. Uh, it's it's one, if you're coming in and looking for a, a, a short-term return, it's probably not the right spot uh, to be investing your money. Uh, it's more of a longer-term play. Uh, now, because of the appreciation and the valuation of the teams, uh, I will say that the, the different teams throughout the league, they operate very differently. <clears throat> and... Uh, some of the teams are profitable. Some of the teams are not. Uh, a lot of the profitability, uh, whether you're profitable, break-even or not, a lot of it has to do with uh, the DPs uh, or the designated players. And those are your, uh, you know, your high, high-end players like a Steven Gerrard in L.A. Uh, that you're, you're bringing over a Drogba. Uh, individuals, you know, these players that you only have – three players that you can consider designated players and they may play or pay significant dollars to those players. And so you'll have a debate as an ownership group of the players, those designated players you bring in, do they drive results or is it more, you know, of, of, uh, you know, it drives headlines for your team. So you got to figure out how you, you feel you can monetize that, uh, that investment. And then you have to make the decision, but, I think there's a, a few things that, that really drive whether certain teams make money or they don't. Jim, we know you have to run. When is, can we expect to hear from you or the ownership group uh, next? Uh, we, will, we will be in touch. Uh, there, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of things that we'll continue to push out just in regards to things that we're doing locally. And, again, I, I mentioned with the integration with uh, St. Louis Scott Gallagher and St. Louis FC, that's going to be the development foundation uh, as we move forward, and that will be the platform that we use to continue to communicate the energy and uh, kind of the ongoing support for the drive to bring MLS here. So I would, I would look for that, but I would also uh, – the stadium uh, funding and vote is going to be the one that uh, uh, I would say would be the next major milestone uh, that we need to get past. So more, more – more, more to come there. Sounds good. Thank you so much for joining us, Jim. And thank you guys. I appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Jim. That is Jim Cavanaugh with us here on the Triple Threat. Uh, Jim, of course, is part of the ownership group for uh, St. Louis FC, for the also with the Blues, and is now part of the ownership group for the new potential MLS team here in St. Louis. You know, one interesting point, and any vote is tough. We, we know that. But I was told, guys, by numerous people within the city when the whole Rams and you, you would you would allude it, Eric, that maybe it should have gone to a public vote and all those things. Maybe it should have. Well, they should have. It look, I mean, they didn't have it, it to. never. It never would have got done. That, that was the thing. They were under they, they were under really. Wrong. Yeah, they were in a really difficult time frame because of the way everything was happening. And it probably they, they probably didn't wouldn't have had enough time. But 
here, here's what a few people in the city told me, that they were confident, a lot of people in the city were confident that if it was put to a public vote, they would have enough support to pass it. Now, again, we're, we're talking 51%. But what they also said was their fear of putting, you know what their fear was of putting it to a public vote? Their fear was that quietly the owner of the Rams was going to pump money into the <laughs> obstructionist view and, ed, and, and telling people not to vote for it and, <laughs> and mounting the TV and the advertising campaign of why people shouldn't vote for this. Yeah. They were truly fearful of that. Doesn't mean they had evidence that it would have happened. I bet it would have. But they, I, yeah, they, would, they were fearful that that would have happened. In this, there, there's not that. Yes, there'll be some who'll say and raising their say, oh, no, we shouldn't pay the money. Well, but that, I, I don't know that there's going to be any group that's going to raise significant enough money to say no. But th this group is obviously going to pump in the funds necessary to get the word out, get the education there, and, 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 and uh, admittedly come up with a plan that does make sense right. that people aren't just saying, well, that's nuts, that's crazy. If you missed any of the Jim Cavanaugh interview, we'll get that up on Inside STL for you as soon as possible. We need to take a break, though, when uh, we come back. A little baseball talk here from the Archview Flooring Studios. Archview Flooring in Belleville, Illinois, 2331 Old Collinsville Road. That's 2331 Old Collinsville Road in Belleville, Illinois. Go there. Check out their showroom. They are a Shaw flooring gallery they carry all of your flooring needs uh carpet vinyl lvt hardwood laminate and ceramic tile all there at archview flooring uh, call them 618-257-9300 uh, i've been telling you this week just had the new carpet put into the house and it looks and feels amazing look forward to them doing some tile work for us next month as well that's archview flooring the sponsors here of the studios for the triple threats. Back with baseball news and notes after this.